welcome to Non-Fungible Queens, a podcast for the queens and the in-betweens. I'm Hodel Hill. I'm Kay Duck. Welcome back to another episode. Today we're so excited. We're here with the Fatties team, um, some of them, Rob, Bree, and Sandy. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, you know, We're super excited to chat with you guys, finally catch up and hear all about um, Fatties, NFT, that uh, project that you guys are starting. Uh, thanks for having us. <laughs> We're really excited <laughs> to join you guys. It's, I know it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, we've been wanting to get you guys on. Um, I know we had a few things come up, so yeah, we're super excited to finally have you guys here today. Um, yeah, let's um, get into it. So usually we like to hear about, um, you know, your backgrounds and kind of how you got involved in this space. Uh, sure. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm Sandy. I am the artist for Fatties. Um, my team here is Rob, he's my husband, and he pretty much does most of the social media and um, project management work, and Bree is our developer. Yep. Hi, I'm Bree. Whoever wants to go first and tell us the story of how you got into crypto yeah, and NFTs. Sure. I mean, I can do that. Um, yeah, so... I would say it goes back to kind of like first uh, mine and Rob's, uh, like how we got to know each other. And that was mainly through CSGO because uh, he played professionally. I think it was in like CS and then I played like semi-professionally in CSGO. And um, like, you know, we usually play games like uh, together as like, you know, friends like Sandy, Rob and I, we all play Sea of Thieves. And uh, we had always been interested in kind of like, you know, crypto dipping our hands into kind of like uh, the meme coins or uh, altcoins or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we saw, you know, people were starting to, you know, pick up on NFTs and we're like, you know, we could like legitimately do this because of all of our different skill sets. Because um, me, like I'm in software development, Rob, he has a lot of like, you know, project management experience and also a lot of experience in just crypto in general. And then Sandy is an awesome artist. And so we just decided like, you know, this is something like we could legitimately get into and just try to see where it takes us. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like um, so many like with this space being so new, it's kind of what you have to do. You just kind of have to take a chance and um, it's the best time to do it. And especially with your friends. So that's really cool that you guys get to do it together. Uh, some, you know, something that you all really enjoy. So you all just dove right into starting a project or have you been collecting for a while before you decided, hey, this is something we can do? So um, Sandy and I have been collecting. Uh, Bree and I were trading lots of meme coins together. We were <laughs> tipping off each other on, uh, I guess we were our own little private alpha group. Uh, <laughs> but um, we, uh, when we started, uh, there was... There was, we did have one kind of bullet point that we want, really wanted to focus on. We didn't just want to be um, art. We wanted to be something more than art. So we've created this, we're in the process of, uh, process of creating this ecosystem. And Fatties is kind of the first project that this ecosystem is going to support. And our end goal is to be able to onboard artists that we respect, that need that need that um, that need support coming into the NFT space. So a good example is um, we have a good friend who's a fine artist in uh, uh, in Philly who's rather popular, and uh, this artist is completely like has no support structure to get into the NFT space. So we we would provide that support structure uh, not only just helping them with their generative art process and creating the collection, but also having this uh, feature ecosystem post-launch. Um, so the, the future think part of it is there's going to be a series of dApps that can only be accessed if you hold any one of our NFTs, Fatty's being the first. Um, and also um, event uh, support, uh, whether it be uh, digitally in the metaverse or um, in real life. So a lot of people, well, not a lot, our team's pretty small, but there's some people on our team, uh, me included, that have um, event organization experience. So um, me personally, I'm one of the founders of a pretty large esports organization. 
um, that and we've ran real life events and remote events, so we do have um, that experience on board. So I guess to boil it down, like the future think of the project is uh, beyond the brand of Fatties is this ecosystem that um, we're building to support the onboarding of future artists and artists that want to get involved but have problems maybe trusting some of the groups out there uh, that don't really have faces on their names. Yeah, I saw I saw um, in your Discord, you know, there's a page with the team and it, it's a fully docs team. And so I think, you know, um, that is something that's pretty unique in this space. Uh, I think it's starting more and more to be like a more prevalent thing. But um, it's it's still like pretty unique for people to, you know, be open and be docs. And so I think uh, when you see that out of a team, it does help build that trust within your community. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then just to add on that, too, um, we have an artist first approach. So every project that we release, we're going to we're super transparent on our like on our um, splits, like our mint splits and our and our um, tax splits. Uh, but in related to the artist first approach, the artist is going to get majority of the mint. So. Um, or not majority, but the, the, the highest percentage of the mint. Uh, and then the second comes the dev, and then third comes the support structure around the, uh, the two, and then finally the community wallet. Um, and the community wallet is going to fund um, the development of our dApps. Um, it's going to fund uh, our real-life events. And uh, we're also going to have a voting system in place for the community, too. So before we do make a move on anything, uh, the community will have a vote uh, to see wh where we're going. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, there's I feel like so many options and so many different paths that you'll be able to go with having that community wallet. And, you know, after Mint, it'll still be you know, like utility for holders, an incentive, uh, something to keep them involved. So I, I do like that aspect of, of projects as well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually handling like the, the higher level future think, <laughs> but going back to, going back to fatties, um, the, the brand of fatties, we do have, um, some really cool things, uh, some really cool, some really cool things planned for the brand of fatties and uh sandy could sandy could speak more on that yeah absolutely you said artist first so let's hear from the artist <laughs> oh, where did the idea of fatties come from um so i'm actually eight months pregnant right now I and know. oh my gosh congrats <laughs> thank you so much um so when we actually first started fatties was actually when i like kind of first found out i was pregnant um and it was sort of just like, like not to say I felt gross, <laughs> but it was more just like, like sort of like interpreting and like, like putting on paper, like how I felt like I was just eating out house and home. I was just like digging through the pantry. I was just like cleaning house. And I was like, you know, it'd be cute if we like, I mean, also the fact that like I've worked in animation and like the game industry, like doing design work, like from what I've seen at that time in the NFT world, like there weren't, I didn't see anything like cute. There was like bored apes, which is like great, but like, it's not like technically like a cute drawing of like apes or anything. So I was like, it'd be nice if like we drew something cute and like made like a cute NFT with that. And like also putting in like all the different kinds of foods I've been eating. So like, that's sort of just like on the surface level of like the design, like how fatties kind of came about. I love it. They are pretty cute. Um, I took a, a glance at like the sneak peeks and um, some, yeah, they're, they're all very cute. Um, have you been an artist before outside of this? Like, had you, have you been, um, you know, whether you were selling your, your art or not, but maybe just for fun, um, like kind of what level were, were you at? Um, so I actually did go to school uh, for college um, and animation, traditional animation. And awesome. when I graduated, it was like 2009, so the recession hit and it was like pretty bad. Um, so like 
no one was really hiring and I was just like interning here and there. So at the time, that's sort of when I started working at um, like comic book and anime conventions. So I was already like sort of creating um, art pieces to sell. And at the time, like it, most of the bulk of the work that I was getting at these conventions were like commission work. So um, in terms of that, like I've just been like hustling and working through like working with clients directly, working with studios, and ever since then it's just been like animation studios, video game studios. Um, yeah, so that's where I've just been working at. It's interesting because you hear so many artists um, that are like traditional artists that are on paper or on canvases and stuff. So I think it's pretty cool that you had the chance for animation. So did you feel like, you know, NFTs and in that kind of world, like you, they, like they talk about the transition and how different digital art is, but I feel like, you know, you kind of had like the leg up because you've already been doing it. Yeah, it's interesting because in school they were very, I mean, weirdly they were like, not that they were against digital art, like the industry was moving towards digital, like at the time. So it was like, I had to kind of be more hands-on and like teach myself how to do digital art because we were literally doing everything on like paper and pencil at the time. Um, getting into conventions really helped me speed up that process because it was more like I had to make prints, I had to make copies and like I had to do all these different variations of stuff. So um, yeah, like I, I do contribute like working at like booth, like working in booths and like convention work, like to help me transition into digital work easier. Um, yeah. So I mean, also like, like sort of like transitioning also from like animation and game studios where we are making a lot of derivatives technically of like characters, uh, transitioning that into, uh, NFTs was like a really like easy way like I was able to like pick it up real quick like yeah I get it like I know how this works like I know what I'm supposed to do so like the transition it just felt like it was just like the stars aligned like I knew what I was supposed to do <laughs> that's good I'm glad that you like can make that uh, sort of shift easily um, I wanted to ask about the traits that you guys are going to have in the fatties like I know you have a long list of different traits and you're still working on building them out but do you have like some favorites in there that are like, are you going to build your own fatty out of them? Um, well, all of our common traits are done where they're just, they're like going to be exported today for Brie. <laughs> um, and I've just been working on like rare uh, one-to-ones right now. Um, I think like a week ago, I, I just, uh, we like put out a sneak peek of like a Zen fatty where it was like a glass tank with like koi fish in it. That's like currently my favorite. Um, it's like really fun because it's sort of like you have a template and you can kind of build around it, which is like, not that it's like mindless, but it's sort of just like you can kind of go with the flow. Like this is like what I'm, this is like what like my parameters are. Right. Like just working around it is just like sort of like flexes that creative muscle going back to industry talk again it's like flexing that creative muscle that you kind of are deprived of in a lot of uh like corporate or studios yeah if you're working for someone else they're telling you exactly what to yeah to draw, right <laughs> yeah i mean like it's it's interesting because um i think so i mean i'm on my maternity leave right now but like i was working i was working at supercell before and like initially it's like it's new and exciting because it's like, ooh, new project, like new style of art. Like I get to work on this new, like different thing. And like shortly after it happens, like almost like everywhere that I've worked at, it's like shortly after it's, it kind of becomes like, like you're just following like orders. Like they'll just be like, do this. And you're like do do doing that. And it's like, we don't like this, change it, do this. And you're just like, okay, doing that. But it's like, you don't really get to quite, like there's like sort of like a, a border of like, how far you can like push something before mm -hmm. it's just like too far out or like too different so um i think like with this it sort of like sort of puts that like fence around me where it's like i don't go like too far out but it's still like just enough where it's like really fun and exciting because it's like i get to flex that creative muscle that's sort of like been dormant for as long as it has been mm -hmm. um and also like re getting like feedback from like 
uh, what do you call it? Like the, the fans and like people that are like really interested in our NFT, like that like, makes it really exciting because you get live um, reactions of like the things that you're working on. So it's like this constant like, oh, like I wonder if people would like this. And like when you're working in a studio, it's like you will have no idea like what that timeline or what the pipeline is going to look like until it's released. And at that point, it's like it could be a year from now. But like here, it's like live and it's like instant. So it's like sort of like hits that instant gratification. It's been really nice. Yeah, for sure. Do you take your um, ideas to the team? Like, do you say, hey, I'm thinking about drawing a, Z a Zen fatty. What do you guys think? Or are you just like, I drew this. <laughs> take it or uh, leave it. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Um, like sometimes it's like when there's too many cooks in the kitchen, it like kind of doesn't go anywhere. Um, so I'll usually try to like get to a certain point and then send it to the team be like, oh, what do you guys think about this? And like, um, with the Zen fatty that I worked on, we did it live in discord and like people can kind of pop in and out and check like what the progress is like. And like, that was like really cool because as I'm working on it, like random people will pop in and be like, oh, that's awesome. Like, have you thought of like putting this in there or putting that in there? Like someone suggested putting a teacup in front of them. And I was like, that's a great idea. I wouldn't even think about that. <laughs> so it's like. It's like that live, like interactive, like um, community aspect that's like really exhilarating that I like really enjoy right now. Yeah, you guys have a super fun community. I've been in the Discord a while and I've done the trivia, although I didn't win. <laughs> it's so fun <laughs> to play along. Um, how did you come to, like, how did you come up with the idea of that sort of community building activities that you guys have? Um, so uh, this kind of goes back to, uh, my experience with, uh, with, uh, the esports production, uh, that I was doing prior to this. Um, so there is, when it comes to running esports events, there's a lot of tertiary events around the tournament that, uh, kind of help keep spectators engaged and uh, help keep uh, some, we have these big land tournaments and these teams get knocked out of the tournament early and you want to, you want, you want to entertain them when they're, when they're not in the tournament. So a lot of the, a lot of the experiences and engagements that we have planned, we've, we've already executed. And that's, that's also something that's in our, um, that's like in our vision and in our roadmap is where we're, we're always going to, whenever we say we can do something, we know we can do it. So like the, the trivia event, for instance, um, I think, um, uh, is it high Heil or Hill? Ho Hodel Hill. <laughs> a, a few people say it differently. I say Hodel Hill. Some people say Hodel Hill. <laughs> Hil Hillary is my name. So you can call okay. me whatever. Yeah. So Hillary, you participated in our, in our, uh, trivia event, which was like trivia HQ. And, uh, if you notice the host there was um, pretty professional because that's, he does that for a living and like, he's a good friend of ours too. Um, and he's a, he's an esports commentator and in between games, we do live trivia. So like, it was like, it was really easy to bring that over and uh, execute that smoothly. Um, and the, the same goes for um, like our applications that we're building. Um, so Bree and myself and Sandy, we've all kind of worked in the startup space. So, so building an MVP, um, or like a minimal viable product, uh, and, and forming these ideas for, for our D apps are, it's kind of second nature for us. So, um, building the community around all these, all these things just kind of, I think right now, like pre-launch, we're just kind of, uh, we're just showing everyone that we can do these things. Um, and then, uh, but post launch, uh, we'll do them more consistently and we'll also vote. Uh, we'll let the community vote like, Hey, did you like the trivia night? You want to do it again? Um, or you want to, you want to, do you want to keep the trivia thing a weekly thing? You want to do it biweekly? And that's where the kind of voting system comes in with the, with the community versus, uh, offering the community, um, uh, the ability to vote on, um, these engagements and experiences. Uh, so it's like, Hey, we can do this. We can do that. We can do this and we can do this. <laughs> which did you like the best and which should we can keep continue doing? Cause, uh, I guess programming, uh, uh, we're leaving the programming up to the community. Uh, but we're also making sure that the community sees 
everything we can do. So it's it's a it's a, a fun little dance. Do you want to go over like uh, the timeline of how you guys have your roadmap laid out? Um, you know, like the uh, like you know you have it listed twenty percent mint, fifty percent mint. Um, what the community can expect? Um, you know, during the launch of the project. Um, yeah, I can cover that. So uh, right now, uh, we uh, we have we're working on zero funding. So all of the impact that we've had um, socially and in the community is just is just sweat is just sweat marketing. Um, so uh, we and on top of that, we also plan on sticking with this. Uh, because we know that we have tangible experiences and we have tangible products uh, planned for the future. So we're not uh, we're not banking on a 30 second sellout mint, um, et cetera, because we're more uh, we're very much more than just a here's an NFT drop and um, we're we're gonna do a community DAO and like that's it. So we have a lot of plans past the community wallet or the community DAO. Um, and like I said, uh, I consider them tangible. So almost that the the holders can touch these things. So as as we mint out um, and the closer we get to a hundred, the more uh, the more of these features of our ecosystem get turned on. So initially, uh, I think it's the first, I, I got to pull up the roadmap. I believe it's the first 25% of the mint is just going to go to marketing. So that's going to enhance our, um, our reach and our impressions. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that we're missing right now is impressions. Uh, I think our turnover rate is almost, is almost 90% when it comes to impressions versus people joining our discord. Um, well, I guess it's 60% now, um, but at one point it was 90%. But our impression rate is uh, is high. So that's the one thing we're missing right now is impressions. And impressions uh, in a marketing sense is people just glancing at your project. And our turnover rate from impressions into engagements is, is really high, and that's mostly because of our uh, of all of the language, uh, the marketing language that's on our uh, Twitter and that's on our website that explains our the future tense of our project. Um, I mean, we're more than just an art drop. Uh, we're an art drop plus, and uh, that's 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 kind of I guess that goes back goes back to your original question, the roadmap. That goes back to the twenty five, the first twenty five percent of our roadmap is going to get. Uh, help us with that exposure and help us um, increase impressions. Um, and then uh, let me pull up the roadmap. It's been a while since I looked at it. Um, I should have memorized. All of us should have this memorized by now. But <laughs> but at 50% is when we start turning on um, our engagements. Uh, so the live stream game show. Um, we can maybe vote on charity. Uh, we can start thinking about live streamed events. Um, and then uh, we also have, uh, again, because of all of us work in this industry, we have this, we have a really rich Rolodex of, of people who can execute different ideas. And uh, I know one of the ideas, well, not one of the ideas, but one of the executions we do have planned is the transition of all of the Fatty's properties into a 3D space. So we do have um, two solid 3D modelers. Um, that we plan on turning on to uh, convert all the fatties um, elements and assets into 3D. So when the time comes uh, to move over to whichever metaverse is winning, because um, obviously there's a crazy competition with metaverses right now, we're just going to keep our eye on that, and whichever one starts to win, uh, we'll we'll move uh, fatties into that. Um, what are what are the what are the leading metaverses to you at the moment? I think Hill has an opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Maybe? I mean, right off the off the top of off the top of my head, I mean, Sandbox is kind of winning right now. No. Hill Hill's I a concur. Sandbox groupie, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I 
I think that's uh, that's an issue that I, I see with a lot of other projects when they start talking about future think is everyone says metaverse this metaverse that but it's almost I I'm, I don't want to like call out certain projects but it's almost like no one everyone everyone's thinking about the metaverse in like a 30 years to 50 years from now uh, when uh, I haven't really heard anyone talk about the metaverse in in the immediate and um, that's kind of where we come that's that's kind of where our language comes in where we start to say like yeah whoever's winning uh, we'll work on uh, bringing our fatties over into the, into that universe and we do have we do have some really fun ideas uh, early ideas um, Sandy do you want to talk about that one metaverse idea that you were that you brought up the other day um, it was <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be just like an open space of a kitchen and you go in and just eat everything. And I'm, ta I'm talking about like cabinets, you could eat the fridge, you could eat like the curtains, and I was like, you would, you could just go in and just destroy the house. Like, like a Hansel and Gretel gingerbread house situation. Pretty much, yeah. And you nice. could just go as your fatty and just like eat everything. Like straight up eat your feelings like had a bad day, jump in this room. Exactly. It's like rage room, but it's an eat room. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and it's also we we were also talking about how funny it is. Like all of you're gonna walk into these when the metaverse is popping and everyone's rocking these different avatars. They're gonna be like cool anime people. There's gonna be the bored ape sitting in the corner, and then you're gonna walk in as a fatty. <laughs> just just plop down. <laughs> just like tacos in each hand. Like let's go. <laughs> I want to be the tiny little fat, cute guy looking up at everybody. <laughs> I can picture Maybe. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, obviously we went off into that tangent, but we do have that, uh, the 3d model, the 3d modeler, modeler talent in our Rolodex to, uh, to create, um, and, uh, bring our, our fatties properties over to the 3d space. Um, uh, We've also been talking with a couple toy manufacturers, although it is not at the top of our list. Um, if we do uh, go that route, um, that that would definitely be like a community vote, um, and we would have to probably um, uh, see see how many people in the community would be interested in three D uh, in three D toys to put on their desks, etc. What about uh, like a plushie, like a you know, like a fatty pillow type thing? Like that could be a big hit. Yeah. So I mean, you can imagine that every bullet point of merchandising we've talked about and we've kind of sketched out. Um, but I see merchant. I don't see merchandising as like immediate an immediate bullet point. Um, but I do see it uh, pretty close to post um, sellout. Uh, so at least at the very at the very beginning stages, we'll have some cute T-shirts um, and some cute wearables. Uh, and then when it comes to the, uh, I guess for a lack of a better term, more expensive uh, merchandise uh, executions, the, we would leave that up to a, a community vote. Because like you bring up a good idea, like would you rather have a fatty plushie or would you rather have like a fatty figure that just like sits on your desk? Um, so. Um, that would kind of come down to the community vote when it comes to like our our, our beta release of um, of of a actual fatty. Um, but uh, but yeah, merchandising is is definitely uh, is definitely in 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 the roadmap. Um, and at the fifty percent mint mark, our, our merchandising concepts, uh, which we've kind of already been working on we'll we'll be we'll start sharing them with the community and see which they like the best um and then when it comes to our full mint we have uh we have venues nationwide in the states that are partnered with us um this kind of goes back to my uh my esports experience uh, an event organization in esports so turning on these venues and also live broadcasting these events um is 
going to be really easy for us. Um, we do have some uh, musical artists uh, where we've been compiling a list of musical artists that would be really fun to have on both the East Coast and the West Coast. And then we would sim simultaneously stream that event because obviously uh, not everyone could make it in person. And then um, the events themselves would not be fatties holders only, but fatties holders would gain VIP into these events. I do see like there's a there's a lot of projects out there that do VIP only events, and uh, I don't know if you read the article about the Bored Apes event in Brooklyn where the guy snuck in, and he talked about how boring it was. Yeah, oh yeah, we know <laughs> Doodle Bandit. Yeah, we know the Bandit. <laughs> Yeah, and like that's a good example of like why why lock that off to just your holders? Like you should open that up to the public and then offer uh, VIP experiences for your holders within within that. And it gives an opportunity for the general public to see the benefits of being a uh, a holder too. Um, when they're roped off behind a nice red velvet rope and they get free bottle service, <laughs> and you're yeah. you're you're out in the crowd. All, all the I best like snacks are behind the velvet rope, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that um, It's uh, it also gives an opportunity for maybe people outside of the space in general to get to know and, you know, just help onboard people. Like, you know, maybe a holder, like, makes their friend come with them or something. And so I do think, like, in real life events are going to be huge for helping NFT space in general, just, you know, get more people involved in everything like yeah, that. Yeah, discovery. So, yeah. Yeah, it helps the discovery. It's 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 a tangible. It's one of the big things that we we talked about before. It's a it's a tangible uh, feature or a tangible uh, item that you can you can touch uh, just by, from from holding an NFT. It's it's gonna it's it's what we hope to do to push fatties past just being an art job and all of our. Uh, future NFT projects um, will also live under the same ecosystem. And just, a, I guess, a self-advertisement, uh, when it comes to our live events, uh, we're looking to partner with other uh, NFT projects too. Um, specifically, if you're a project and you're not afraid to show your face and you're not afraid to show up to these events, uh, we'd love to partner with you. Um, and if we would do, we would do it for this initial uh, event. It would be a, uh, either a joint or uh, however many projects are involved uh, events. So you guys can piggyback on our event organization experiences uh, experience. Uh, um, so feel free to reach out. That's nice to hear. I think there's like a lot of competition in the space, but there's also sometimes some really good collaborations. So yeah, we're always, we're always looking for collaborations. So this is another issue that we've had with our with our growth is we have all these projects reaching out to us to collab, but when you do your own research and the team is like just a bunch of aliases that you can tell were created yesterday and their avatars are nothing and you can't see their, their Twitters ha have nothing and their roadmap is just like copy and pasted from... <laughs> whatever popular project is out right now, like we can't collab with these people and like no offense to you, whether it, whether you have the best intentions or not, but the, the language and the marketing material that you're putting out is not giving me enough confidence to, to collaborate with you. And it stinks, but, um, I do have to say, uh, I think I'm batting, we're batting 90% with our collabs right now. Uh, there was one, uh, there was one collab that we had, uh, Yukimi that kind of, uh, they, the team seemed super genuine. They were a Japanese. It was a Japanese artist, uh, but when they, I think their contract broke and they were faced with adversity and they just kind of disappeared. Oh, no. um, but then they just, they recently just reappeared. But like, uh, <laughs> and they're and they're trying to fix everything. But like that three days of silence completely killed my trust in them. So, but yeah, besides that's... them, we're having a great. We have, we have some great collabs <laughs> with uh, Space Riders, um, Palpacas. Uh, Yuck Pass is another one, um, and then um... yeah, I'm sure there'll be many. Oh, Big Brain Kids is, a, is another down one the too. Line, right? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, the big thing uh, lately has been getting on a presale list, and you and your team, um, you call it the Fat List. Is that correct? 
yeah, we call him the fat list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, tell me about the different ways. I'm already on the fat list. Don't tell anybody. But um, tell me about the ways that our listeners can get on the fat list. I hear you have a bounty system as well. Uh, yeah, we, we try to get the community involved and um, interact with each other. And also, like, spread the good word of fatties. So uh, the bounties list, like, pretty much is, like, like the main, like, everyday, like, you can just check in and, like, see what's, like, there, like, it's just there all the time. So it's, like, that's the easiest way, I think. Um, it's pretty much just, like, going through a list of, like, different, uh, like, tasks, I guess you would say, that you can, like, do. Um, and... Yeah, like that that's like the best way to do it. But we also have like different events, like um the trivia night that we did, um that helps you get on the fat list as well. So, yeah. I think Sandy downplayed the bounty list a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so our our bounty list, like she said, is a list of tasks you can do. Some of them are very easy, like get 25 likes on Twitter. And some of them get a little bit crazier. Um like uh, print out a picture of fatties and burn it. Uh, we've also, uh, we recently just added retro memes. So uh, if you take a picture of you planking with a fatty sign, you're on the white, you're on the fat list. If you, if you take a vid, if you take a video of you doing the ice bucket challenge while holding a fatty sign, you're on the white list. So this is some, some uh, examples of what's on our bounty list some are are pretty easy uh for the shy people and some are are pretty funny and uh a little bit uh i guess exaggerated for um the more outgoing uh, people out there yeah it's always i love that um the all the ways that are being creative you know people to get on these pre-sale lists without you know the typical you know be in the discord 24 7 and and type a million pages or whatever some of them require i think it's so cool when you see projects coming up with unique things that everyday people that maybe don't have like you know 10 hours to spend on the discord they still have a chance so i really like those ideas yeah i mean that kind of speaks to our personal experience in the space we hate grinding discords um we hate replying to a tweet mentioning three friends. Um, so we don't want to do that. Um, and it, pretty funny is it's real right now. It's really easy to get on our fat list. The bounty list, the bounties list is only about like halfway done. So there's still a lot of bounties to do. Um, and I'll, we, we do, um, some smaller events, uh, in discord, uh, that is if you, all you do have to, all you have to do is attend and, uh, you'll get fat listed. But saying that it's funny seeing the, the people who are branded in the only way to get whitelisted is to be active in Discord. We're, there's one person in our Discord, I swear he set up a bot, but I'm not sure. He might just be copy and pasting. But he still doesn't have a role at all in the Discord. And there's ways to get certain roles in the Discord without all you have to do is read the FAQ section. And every day this person posts like emotional, positive, quotes uh in the morning and in the evening and it's funny seeing that person exist in our discord when all they have to do is just read a few different channels and i'm pretty sure we've nudged them in that path a few times but they just ignore it and it's just that old school thinking and it's funny saying old school it's like what a month ago um old yeah. school thinking of yeah. oh, you have to grind a discord yeah that that sounds like a bot to me uh, no, I don't know. I think it's a bot based on a real person because I've seen people do that like genuinely. I wonder, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like somebody saw that and then they're like, oh, I should, I should make a bot and do that and maybe it'll get me on all these it was whitelists. So, it's like really nice and then you're like, they're not really talking or interacting. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy though. Like just, that's just like speaking to some of the crazy links that people will go in this space and I just am like I I don't know about you but I do not have the energy for that so I'm just no. like yeah no more grinding for me I like so, you uh, made the vow yes 
<laughs> I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to like kill the direction of the show, but Brie uh, says she needs to leave, and I kind of want to. I kind of want Brie to talk about um, our contract and our development a little bit. That would be um, awesome. Yeah. If she yeah, has time. Brie. Brie, can you talk about like the? I know the gas features that you're working on, and uh, so Brie and I have been kind of hamming, hammering uh, things down in testnet. So, uh, go ahead, Brie. Yeah, sure. Um, so, like at least like in the beginning, uh, when I first started doing the contracts, um, I just used typically what like every other contract uses, which is like an open Zeppelin, the ERC seven. I think was it like twenty or was it twenty one or something like that? Yeah. Um, but um, lately, there's been some other contracts that I think. What was that one uh, project that did that, Rob? It was Doodles, right? No, it wasn't Doodles. It's the ERC seven twenty one A, and it's like a low mint gas optimized contract. Oh, uh, Space Riders is doing it, and also the latest project from West Coast NFTs just did it. That I forgot the name of it. That black character with the big white eyeball. Yeah, yeah. So there's Dower like Darcells. It starts with a D. I forget. Dower Darcells, I think. Is, yeah. 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 yeah so they're we're. They're, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but real quick, I minted one of those, um, and. Uh, the the gas for that mint was like ten dollars but go ahead Bri. yeah so we're kind of like keeping our pulse kind of like on like what other people are doing in terms of gas optimization and trying to do some of our own obviously there's ways to like track which gas is used in these contracts um because like whether you deploy it locally or testnet or mainnet the gas used per function called is will always be the same. The only difference is the price per gas, which will vary based on which chain because of, you know, obviously how many people are like mining and then like um, what the gas price or at least like the network costs to run those functions uh, happens at that time. So we're always looking into ways to uh, optimize our contract. And I would say that we would, when it comes time to mint, we will have at least like, or at least we will be on par with these other uh, projects that are releasing uh, their, their low cost gas optimized uh, mints. So um, that's one thing to honestly, like, uh, at least like, you know, to, I would guarantee for our project that we'll deliver on. And um, yeah, I don't know what else um, to add to the contracts, but I think that's probably one of the bigger things that people are probably more concerned about when it comes to mint time. For sure. And I wanted to um, mention as well, it, I don't, we've had so many great people on the podcast, but I don't think we've ever had a dev. So that's pretty awesome, you know, to hear straight from you and hear, um, you know, being a woman in the space, uh, it's really cool to see that because, you know, as we all know, it's a pretty male-dominated um, field. But, um, yeah, you're just paving the way and, and you know, they'll be able to look back and say, yeah, look at this awesome contract that Fatty's had and that you created it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, even in my day job, I would say, like, the industry in general is pretty male-dominated. But the yeah. night about software and tech is that there's so much information out there that you can just absorb like a lot of it's there's a lot of tech that's open source there's a lot of blogs there's a lot of documentation out there that if you're if you have like even the slightest interest in tech it's like you can actually you know build up your skill set and portfolio based on like what information is out there because there's enough to make anybody a master at what they want to do or like what language they want to learn in terms of like what programming language and like what they want to create. So yeah, has I, the... I oh, do go agree ahead. with that. No, go ahead. I just <laughs> was agreeing. <laughs> um, Bria, I was going to ask you, ha have there been any requests from the team? Like, oh, we need you to build this that you're like, I don't know if I can do that. I have to like do some more research and um, figure out if that's possible. I would say first, like anything's possible. And I would say it would be possible. Like for me as a developer, I'm like, yeah, it will. I could do this and it will be possible, but it's a matter of how long it will take me 
to accomplish this and timelines. And that's the big thing when it comes to delivering on something is like the timeline. So it's like, if I wanted to create like a fatties game or like some sort of integration to like, you know, some metaverse, uh, whatever one that we're going to go to, it will take time for me more so than somebody else who's already like, you know, developing into it. Because like, at least like my experience first is, you know, um, I'm already have experience writing the contracts. I have a ton of other experience with like, um, at least running like, you know, running full like scalable reliable applications and all of that so like from my professional experience in that like it'll take me no time to do any of that but for anything new like video gaming or whatever and like depending on what our timeline is I would say that I think that's what I would come back with and say okay well it's like if I wanted to learn how to do this I would need this much for discovery and this much to like learn but like since that won't be feasible in the amount of time we want to actually deliver on this then it's probably better to like kind of like hire another developer or like interview somebody else that we want to bring on the team to, you know, help accomplish that. And then, um, yeah, I would say that's, pro that would probably be like, uh, my approach to saying that. Cause I don't, I don't ever like saying it's like, Oh, I can't do this. It's like, I can, but like, you got to give me time. Um, I just want to add that I know Brie hates when I say this, but this is a completely, uh, non-gendered statement. Brie is a complete unicorn. Um, just generally speaking in a development in a development sense, uh, when it comes to full stack developers, uh, most full stack developers are unicorns and Brie is like 100% in that group. And I mean, I've been working in the startup space and I've been working in digital product creation my whole life. And like, I, I wish I could hire Brie to my day job. <laughs> huh, that's that's awesome. nice to hear. I, yeah, I feel Thank you for coming on. I feel honored that, you know, we're I listening in the to presence you talk, of a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. Listening to you talk. I'm like, I she knows so much and I'm just like, here, like let me press a few buttons and yeah. that's about all I know. <laughs> Do you have to run off now, Brie, or are you gonna stick around for a few more minutes? I can stick around for like seven like about seven more minutes. Probably got Sounds hit. good. Cool. Yeah, so um is there uh any date? or kind of a time window that's narrowed down for a minute yet? I can say from the development side, like in terms of like that, like we're, we're ready to mint whenever um, I would say like once like the assets come in, but like, I don't think it's more of like, okay, once the assets are ready and then once like, you know, the tech is done. Cause like all of that's already like, you know, 95% done. I think like, um, I guess like Rob, if you want to speak more to like what our benchmark is for when we're going to announcement, I like you know everything's ready to kind of go whenever. It's just um, yeah, I guess yeah. There's a lot of different aspects going into it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to a product, we're really close to launching. Um, the the hurdle we're dealing with right now is a, a community expansion, and um, the benchmark that uh, we're using for uh, like mint turn on is when we uh, fill up our fat list. So we're capping our fat list at a thousand and I'm pretty close. It's I'm pretty sure it's close to 500 right now. Um, and obviously as our community grows, I'm, we're noticing that uh, it's almost like uh, it's almost like the uh, fish in a pond analogy where if you have two fish, that turns into four fish, that turns into eight fish, that turns into 16 fish, and eventually you have too many fish in the pond. So the community, the community growth is, is getting there. And um, if I had to put an estimate on our mint, it would be towards the end of this month. Um, and also the estimate, the estimate for mint price is 0 .0 0.0.4. Uh, somewhere within there, depending on where the market's at. And will it be uh, a 10,000 collection? Uh, no, we're looking at uh, 8,000 right now. That's okay. that's our estimate right now. So we're um, the I guess the one um, the one measure that we're using, or the one uh, I guess uh, I guess the one oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the the one goal we're aiming for is 50% mint. Uh, day one so uh, the price and the community size 
is mostly going to be reflected uh, to that. And also um, um, how much Ethereum we need in the community wallet to turn on the engagements uh, and start working on our, our future mint too is also based on the price and collection. But our collection right now, um, it's not going to be more than 0.03 or 0.04, and it's going to be around 8,000. I jokingly, we say 8008 for boobs, but um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at right now for the, the mint info. So um, what I heard was oh. still lots of opportunity for anyone listening to get on the fat list. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, if they want. Jump in that Discord. Um, I had a question for Sandy. How does the baby fit into all this? What if you go into labor tomorrow? Oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're. I think we're hoping to launch before the babies do. Um, yeah. We still have, I think, like five weeks left. So we're getting, we're getting close. <laughs> I, uh, I am a mom. I have one. Oh. She's six now. Um, and I was expecting her to be born late because everybody's like, oh, first babies are always late. Like I was really late as a baby. And then uh, my water broke at 2 a.m. on her due date. <gasps> so I was like, oh, okay. Right this on is time. Happening. <laughs> and I was like, we don't have, for some reason I was obsessed with like, we don't have a dresser for her. Like, what, a baby doesn't need a dresser. Oh my God. But you just, these weird things go through your mind That's when you're like, like oh my right God, now. I wasn't ready. <laughs> That's like literally me right now. Like, I, I mean, like, weirdly, like a lot of my friends or like the people that like I know that have had kids, like, all their babies have come early. Yeah. So that's like my big irrational fear. Like, yeah. oh my God, this baby's going to just like, just show up at like the worst <laughs> time. So I'm like, I mean, the same as you, like there's like really like trivial things that in the grand scheme of things are pretty trivial, but I'm just like, we don't have this. Have yeah, that, and this isn't ready. And it's just we're like, like it's not uh, a big deal. Uh, we need diapers. It's like you can buy diapers on the way home from the hospital. You'll yeah. be fine. You know <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I well, hope that's that pretty that works awesome. Out. <laughs> yeah, that you're you're literally building a project and building a human, a human. inside of you. <laughs> so yeah. it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. The power of a woman. Yes. yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It was so awesome hearing about um, fatties and all the stuff you're doing. Um, I'm super excited to see uh, for you guys where it goes. Um, you know, everything. I think uh, you guys have the community in mind with every decision you're making, which is, you know, really cool to hear as a typical community member. So, yeah, everything. And um, you guys are killing it. I can't wait to see. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's all for this episode of NF Queens Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at NF Queens Podcast and stay tuned for next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>